0: hello welcome to episode 42 of all booked up the buffalo and erie county public libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder.
1: And I am Jacob Maricop. It's really
0: hard for me to get through you're,
1: that. Yeah, you were having trouble <laughs> there. laughing. I didn't want to say anything. Well,
0: because you, you come in here, it's early in the morning, and you just immediately say like five dumb things to me. And it really like throws me off my game.
1: Well, I got to set the mood. I don't want you to come in here. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, it's, it's early in the morning. You got to have something weird to get your brain firing. If right People the
0: knew bed. what I had to endure. Is, It's a lot. I thank goodness for my tea. Um, Okay, so we're here. It's October.
1: It is October. It's
0: super fall. I'm all about it. It's like some sunshine, some chilly, some rain.
1: You said some rain. Well,
0: today, but it might not be raining when they're listening. Well, that's true. Play the game, Jacob. Well, you know. Sheesh. Um, So yeah. So an upcoming event at the library that I really want to plug because it's super rad. Is Indie Author Day, so let's talk about that.
1: Let's do it, Indie Author Day.
0: Yeah, so it takes place this Saturday, um, October thirteenth. Say, say the date. You don't know when I listen to It's October thirteenth, but you know what else is special about October thirteenth, Jacob?
1: It's October thirty-first backwards.
0: I, no, why would that even be special? That's it's
1: the opposite of Halloween. All right. We'll stick with the program. It's
0: also it's my birthday. That's all I was trying to get at. Oh. I was just trying to get a little. A little birthday, a little celebration of me, but
1: oh, I you know had that. to make it weird. Well, see, I didn't know it was <laughs> yeah, your birthday. So, Happy birthday, Michelle.
0: Thank you. Thank you. October 13th. So, but on that day, if you're not hanging out and eating cake with me, you should come to the downtown Central Library at 1 Lafayette Square. And let's talk a little bit. So what Indie Author Day is... Um, it's this free event where you can come and meet local authors and discover new books of all different genres and really learn the in and outs of self-publishing. So if that's something that you yourself are interested in or if you're just interested in checking out some new books by local people, the event is from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And there's like a lot of local authors that you can attend talks by them and talks by publishers and booksellers and all in all, solid event. It's yeah. a solid event. It does,
1: it sounds like a lot of fun. I actually might come uh, check it out. I've been considering making a book of my thoughts think it could be a big oh, time no no, no absolutely not come on tell I mean, me you're joking oh no that it, is
0: horrifying
1: now i have an avenue to start getting into it here at the library you know i
0: it. will do everything i can to now cancel this event if I, this is what it means
1: i'm gonna put it, put it right up there by the front door it's holy cow well we week.
0: actually a lot of libraries have it but the downtown central library has a really great section of just local authors so it's worth even coming down just to check that out and grab you know something by someone who. May never heard of, but they may be your Wegman's cashier and you don't even know.
1: Yeah, they've written a book. Yeah, they wrote a pretty awesome fantasy novel, or they um, do like a history of Buffalo. You never know. Who
0: knows? Yeah, so a great event. And because of that, we just started thinking in general about indie stuff. So maybe other indie books that have come out, some indie movies. I was going to talk about indie music, but nowadays every single yeah. band that comes out is under the indie label so just yeah, just s- pick one just spin a wheel touch a band it's an indie band i
1: don't even know if like music companies exist anymore like is sony still in the music game like everybody's yeah. independent basically at this point
0: well there's still the big ones yeah, i
1: suppose I guess if you say so. I, mean, I haven't listened to I a mean, CD. It, <laughs> I legitimately do not think I've listened to a CD in a couple of years.
0: Oh, see, I still I still get CDs out from the library and check them out. I have one in my
1: car right now. What is it?
0: Oh, it's a band called called Devil Makes Three.
1: Oh, okay. they're like
0: a bluegrassy rock.
1: I kind of like that name. That's a oh good
0: yeah, name. no, it's a it's a super solid band. Anyway, so again, back to independent stuff. Um, We, I think, are fans of independent films. And a lot of independent films end up kind of becoming mainstream. Well, that's just how they kind of start out.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, before, when you hear our list, before anybody really gets on us about the fact that these are probably going to be a bunch of really popular movies, it's like, that's what happens when you make a good independent movie. People watch it And and that's just it.
0: Like, if you don't go to these, you know, no-budget films, then there aren't going to be more. So it's a really important thing to go to a theater with, you know, open-mindedness and really respect the DIY movie making because that would cease to exist and that would rob all of us of some flicks that could, uh, you know, potentially be some of our favorites. Like things like Reservoir Dogs started Mm -hmm. off as an independent film, um, Terminator, Night of the Living Dead, things like that. Pulp
1: Fiction, like all those kind. are huge movies in movie history but Those, technically they're independent yeah first. they
0: were independently made passion projects so we're going to just talk about some of our favorites that maybe you haven't seen um and they're definitely worth checking out All Right? is that what we're doing that, i got it right right that is <laughs> okay, it was, a
1: perfect synopsis of what we're doing
0: today. i was a little nervous uh so the first one i'm going to talk about a super rad movie we might have mentioned it on the show before but memento
1: Ah, I love Memento. So
0: good. So directed by Christopher Nolan, but kind of back in the day, it was starring Guy Pearce. And I feel like no one knew who he was. That was like his breakout.
1: Nobody still doesn't know who Guy Pearce well, is. Well, that Guy, might He's be true. That, he just that dude at this point. He's a good actor. He's solid in everything. It's yeah. just he's been around forever, but he just never, never became anything. It's kind of sad, really.
0: I mean, he's... Yeah, I guess so, but he's done a couple things.
1: He's done a couple big things. I think he's living fine. He's He's fine. He's living
0: his his best life. He was a
1: Marvel villain, so that tells you something. Okay,
0: so in the movie, he plays Leonard, and he is tracking down the man who raped and murdered his wife. And the difficulty, however, in locating his wife's killer is compounded by the fact that he suffers from this rare, untreatable form of memory loss. Uh, from the attack so although he can recall details of his life before the accident he can't remember what happened to him 15 minutes ago or where he's going or why so he uses this complex system of notes and tattoos to remind himself of his goal so he will have tattooed on his body like you're out to kill this guy. And this is what happens so that he doesn't forget. Let me play a quick little clip of it to get you in the mood.
1: Let's do it. Awake. Where am I? Some anonymous motel room. I guess I've already told you about my condition. Oh, well, only every time I see you. It's my memory. Amnesia. No, 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 no. It's different from that. I have no short-term memory. I know who I am. I know all about myself. I just... Since my injury, I can't make new memories. Everything fades. I've told you this before, haven't I?
0: What's the last thing
1: that you do remember? My wife. Dying. My wife deserves vengeance. Doesn't make any difference whether I know about it. Just because there are things I don't remember doesn't make my actions meaningless.
0: So crazy movie that really cemented Christopher Nolan as an international talent. Um, it was a very low-budget operation, and it just kind of s- succeeded on the strength of like the conceit of the film, like what it's about. Um, and if you aren't familiar with it, the really unique thing about it is that the film moves against time, so it unfolds in reverse chronological order, which builds up to a devastating climax. That yeah,
1: and it's very confusing if you are not paying full attention to the movie.
0: Yeah, you know, what's what's great about it is, um, So Nolan, during an interview, was talking about that he felt that film narrative had really been held back by the way that television was being filmed. So he said that it comes down to what I call the pizza delivery scenario. If pizza arrives while you're watching TV, you have to answer the door, deal with the man, and then be able to get straight back to the story, having missed three or four minutes. With Memento, on the other hand, if you come in three minutes late, you miss the whole movie.
1: Yeah, he's not wrong. He's <laughs> no, not wrong he's, about that at all.
0: He's not wrong at all. So, for a movie that was f- shot in like 25 days, um, but for six months afterwards, they couldn't find a distributor. So, there was a really good chance that this was just going to end up on a shelf forever. So, we're really lucky that it. Uh,
1: yeah, I imagine that. Imagine that cascade. Then you don't got the Dark Knight. You don't got Inception. I mean, yeah, there's her. a lot
0: of things that might not have happened. But it's even if the trailer sounded confusing, it's awesome. And neuroscientists have always really praised this movie. Um, so besides critical reviews, they, the scientific community says that the depictions of memory loss disorders are super realistic. And the National Institute of Health of Mental Health said that it, it's like a close to perfect exploration of neurobiology of memory.
1: Somewhere there's like an awesome neurobiologist professor that's like, we're going to watch my Yes, class Absolutely. Today. Like
0: so he did a, a really great job with it. And I don't know if you know, but there was um, a second disc that that came with it at one point. I don't know if it still does. But if you take this interactive puzzle like uh, on the DVD, like on your screen, which is memory-based, okay. it unlocks a special feature where you can watch the movie in chronological order. Oh. So you can watch it in reverse. Interesting. Which is the correct way. I don't, I don't know
1: if I'd want to do that, though. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It might be interesting. It but might be. So if you haven't, if you've been sleeping on Memento, that is absolutely one to check out right away
1: nice all I, right i like where your head's at already oh good to an awesome that's start. good
0: i someday i'll be able to say that sentence to you no
1: you won't it's been <laughs> Not this it's been a decade now i don't think it's <laughs> ever gonna it's never gonna happen well maybe moment.
0: you'll start strong with your pick here
1: uh i hope so so i'm gonna go ahead and start with uh el mariachi have you ever seen it
0: is that a danny Trejo?
1: Well, of course. Okay. (laughs)
0: No, I haven't seen it, but um, I do love him.
1: So El Mariachi is actually the very first movie that was made by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, Um, okay. Basically what the movie is, is it's Desperado with a smaller budget. We we, we have an uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 scenario here where he made El Mariachi for $50,000. The movie was made. He didn't know how to edit the movie. He didn't have the right equipment. So the movie is shot in order. So, so there was no edits. There's no edits. The Get movie. Out. The movie is also um, one take. So like every get scene. Out. Every scene, and there's gunfights galore and action scenes. They could only afford do it once because they didn't have a way to so rewind. So every
0: scene is one take, yeah, and it's, it's shot in chronological order. Yes, yeah.
1: because they didn't have the budget or the equipment to rewind and do it again. So they everything they did. So they you just
0: couldn't make a mistake.
1: Yep, don't make a mistake. Just keep going. If you oh, make see, a mistake, now I, I have going. to
0: see it just for that.
1: Um, but if you've never seen uh, Desperado, um, it's the same plot, so I'll get into that. He is um, El Mariachi. I can't remember the guy, main guy's name. It's not Antonio Banderas at this point. Um, but he is basically on a quest for revenge against some gangsters who killed his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and shot him up. And he's walking around with a guitar case full of guns and basically (laughs) is all about taking them out. Um, the, this is the movie that put Robert Rodriguez, one of the biggest directors in Hollywood now on the map. Sure. Gave um, him
0: an opportunity to make Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: Yeah. Well you <laughs> you might make fun, but those movies and the spy kids ones, <laughs> money makers. Oh yeah. I um know. and let's not forget about machete and such. Um but it is just an example that for when you could just tell raw talent and passion because mm-hmm. I mean everybody who knows anything about making movies is you do not shoot them in order because it just makes everything more complicated and you can't make mistakes. Got to do all kinds of other issues. Um, the fact that he was able to shoot it in order with no, one take, no edits. Totally fascinating. Um, just I will, makes the movie awesome. It's yeah. in Spanish. So there's subtitles, but you know, it's not a big deal. It's 2018. Everybody That's should enjoy right. Enjoy can... some reading and especially in a library podcast. No,
0: I love it. Well, the next one that I'm going to recommend, you also have to do some reading because It's not in English. But it is one of my all-time favorite movies, which is Run, Lola, Run. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, so good. So it's a really brilliantly high-concept, sort of effortlessly executed film by director Tom Twykewer? Sure. T-Y-K-W-E-R. Twyker?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. Practiced it. Twikwer, let's go. (laughs)
0: And, you know, it's definitely kept at a breakneck speed. So that is the kind of film it is. Uh, Franca Potente is the lead female actress in it. She's the best. It was the first thing I saw her in and absolutely fell in love with her. So what the story is, is it follows three attempts, which are largely in real time by Lola, again, played by Potente, to get... um, 100,000 Deutschmarks needed to save her boyfriend's life after he accidentally left that payment um, that he owed to a criminal, like on a bus or a subway. So he's given 20 minutes to come up with this money before he's killed. Mm-hmm. So he calls Lola. And so Twyke, we basically, he like riffs the same concept three times in the film, kind of replaying the scenes and just ratcheting up the tension and... Uh, really building up the pace with each attempt that they show Lola trying to get this money. She has this fire engine red hair. I was obsessed with it when I was young. I put red in my hair, but Uh, I wasn't bold enough to go all the way Lola. Did
1: did you uh, do the full hair? That was in style at the time, that uh, brand of hair, the Manic Panic look.
0: Oh, it was so cool. I did use the red Manic Panic. (laughs) So I just had like bleached out pieces that I did as opposed to doing the whole thing. What's crazy, though, is about the color is that during the shoot, she could not wash her hair for seven <laughs> weeks Oh. because the red was so sensitive to water and it would get lighter with every washing. So. Can we just
1: buy more, guys? <laughs> yeah,
0: they're like, nope, you just can't wash your hair. But this film is so... It's so quick. It contains over 1,500 transitions, so, like, between edits and dissolves and fades, etc. So... In 71 minutes of action, um, it equates to an average shot length of 2.7 seconds. Wow. That is how fast. It is the opposite of your film. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is. This is all edits um, and very quickly moving. And I believe I'm. it's European film. I'm pretty sure it's in German, correct? Is it German? Uh, yeah, it's a German movie. Yes. So... You know, just read fast, but there's not a ton of dialogue. It is definitely um, moves along through her actions and through a killer soundtrack.
1: It, I remember Killers, the soundtrack.
0: Killer techno soundtrack.
1: I remember that movie being like a. Yeah, had some buzz around it when it first came out all those years ago. And when I saw it, I was like, this is, this is a pretty cool concept that they have going
0: on. Oh, yeah. Out. And, you know, again.
1: Maybe pay attention to more foreign and, like, lesser-known movies.
0: The, the indies. We're all about indies. Indie books, indie movies. Like, you never know what you're going to find. And then you can see it before anyone else. And then you can be the person who says that. And who <laughs> doesn't love that yeah. person?
1: <laughs> I loved this year when I was like, oh, I saw Shape of Water. It's going to win best. Really <laughs> yeah. <awesome."
0: laughs> yeah, that was a super indie. No one knew about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know why yeah. that is considering what uh, it's about. All right. What what you got?
1: All right. So next one, I'm going to go with a movie that didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal at the time, but now has spawned the biggest video game craze <gasps> in the world right now. Well, I'm, I don't know. The movie is Battle Royale. Have you ever seen it?
0: Oh, I read the book.
1: You read the book? Okay, the the manga or the No, the
0: book? the actual book which made me not want to watch the movie because so, it was pretty gruesome reading.
1: It's pretty gruesome movie. <laughs> they did not they did not skimp on the violence. So
0: okay.
1: Battle Royale genre is the biggest thing in video games right now with Fortnite and PUBG. Well, I
0: don't understand. What do you mean? Battle Royale is a video game, or that's a type of video game?
1: It's a, um, the genre of video game now that's inspired by this movie. So, oh,
0: created like a whole bunch that are based. Yeah,
1: under on the, the idea, under the exact same concept. Huh, so, what do you know? The concept of the movie slash games is that well, for the movie, um, every year as a form of population control, because the children were getting a little out of hand and a little reckless, the Japanese government basically decides to do a purge scenario. Where they pick one high school class a year, take them and drop them on an island um, with a bunch of weapons and stuff skewed about. It's
0: like pre-Hunger Games. Like the, Absolutely, she was motivated by, oh, this, absolutely. by this book.
1: And then, yeah, they have to scrounge and then the last person alive, only one person gets off the island alive. Cool. Same thing they do in the video games now where they drop 100 people on an island. The last one to um, be surviving is the winner. And you get your stuff.
0: I just watched those and I, I have to admit to myself, it would never be me. <laughs> it would <laughs> never be me.
1: Well, you just got to watch enough of these well, and you like, oh, all the tricks.
0: She just pulled herself up that tree with her arm strength and I'm dead. I'm out. <laughs> like, oh, they just ran for 20 minutes straight and I'm out. <laughs> dead,
1: <so. laughs> um, but this movie, it is so violent. Um, it is one of these movies that's an example of different ways how you can get over on people. There's psychological manipulation going mm-hmm. on. There's physical one domination. Um it's just pe- playing on people's trust and stuff like that. Like, what would you be in the scenario? The movie is just—it's so good, and the um, impact that it's had in our culture is yeah. undeniable at this point. Oh, well, that's a solid Again, choice. It's a Japanese movie. I seem to be tending towards the foreign movies at the beginning here, but are great. Definitely go check them out.
0: Okay, um, I have so many more that I want to talk about. I don't even understand how time is going this fast. Bumming me out. Because
1: we're in a memento scenario right now. I guess that's
0: what... Oh, good. So we have tons of time. It's playing backwards. Um, But a movie I have to recommend is Before Sunrise. Do you remember Uh, that film from 1995?
1: That's such a sweet movie. It's
0: a really sweet movie. Um, It's directed by Richard Linklater, who was then popular because he did The Boys' Life.
1: Oh, um, boyhood Boyhood and That's da- it Dazed and Confused and Yeah stuff like Boyhood
0: that. But that was the one That he filmed Like over 19 years With one boy Which is totally crazy But before that Was Before Sunrise Starring Ethan Hawke And Julie Delpy And it is the first film And I'd say One of cinema's Smallest trilogies <laughs> Yeah I'd say That's pretty safe um, but. And it's very simple In its conceit So there's an American man and he is traveling across Europe and has time to kill before catching an early morning train out of Vienna, and he meets a French woman who's facing a similar predicament, and the two decide to spend the rest of the day and night walking around the city. And they just talk, and they argue about the way that the world works, and the American, who's played by Ethan Hawke, um, he kind of postures like a cynic, and I feel that uh, the French woman, Julia Delpy, She's more mature to be so cynical, and that really kind of draws them to each other. And you wonder if it's the start of a relationship. They don't live in the same country. And then it ended up spawning so two other films, which is Before Sunset, which came out in 2004, which again stars them, and then Before Midnight, which came out in 2013. So it's, it's a sweet it's film really, trilogy. It's so good. It's so good. I saw it not that long ago for the first time, and I highly recommend it. I love films that are you know led by excellent dialogue and not so much the action around it and that's definitely uh, before sunrise
1: oh yeah and then you get to watch who doesn't like watching ethan hawk and remembering he's actually a pretty good actor he
0: can be when he tries he can be <laughs> doesn't right. try enough but. let's each maybe do one one more two and then some uh, books or we, maybe a couple more we always run I out. i don't of like time. to put the pressure on you
1: no pressure Except all of it. Except so, um, I'm next. I'm gonna go with uh, Wet Hot American Summer, one of those.
0: Okay, yeah, that was definitely an indie when it came out definitely before it became indie.
1: a cult hit. Oh yeah, considering the cast that's involved with this movie is just astounding, and the fact that they have two sequels to it, yeah. both on Netflix on TV. It's just shows. funny
0: that they were all no names
1: at the time. Yeah, at I the know. time. And now you look at it with like Paul Rudd, ba- Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler,
0: Elizabeth
1: yeah. Banks, pretty much all. Sub little comedian actor. So, yeah, I don't even know how to describe this movie to people. It's just to, a, it's, just, it. it's, it's dumb, it's dumb, it is <laughs> it's super so dumb. dumb, and it is a silly, but somehow movie.
0: enjoyable.
1: But it's basically just if you and making fun of camping movies, like you know, the old Friday the 13th scenario of a mm-hmm. bunch of kids at summer camp. Except making every ridiculous, out there joke you could possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, stuff that shouldn't be funny, but in the context of watching this movie, is. I mean, H. John Benjamin of Archer fame plays a can, a talking can of mixed vegetables in this movie.
0: That doesn't help sell it, but somehow it is funny as long as you understand that it's terrible. Well, you got to know it's
1: coming. Like yeah. if you, that's what I'm saying. Like this is. Oh the yeah. Level of Why absurd. can't I
0: think of the guy's name? Who's the cook? What's his name? Christopher Maloney. That's it? My so, SVU guy. Yeah,
1: SVU guy's in there. That's <sighs> what I'm saying. Like, this movie is is chock full of stars. If you were to make this exact same movie nowadays, the budget would be 50 times just on the Paul Rudd salary alone. Yeah. But it's just so stupid. But I do, I enjoy this movie so uh-huh. much. I love watching it when it's on.
0: And just shows you, again, you can really, you know, do what you want, create the the passion project that you have no matter how goofy and you don't know what's going to happen audiences might react really well to it and then it becomes a big thing
1: yeah you could hit the right cast the right right tone and everybody's gonna be like all about it bring your screenplay to the
0: library for indie author day and who knows what will happen
1: we're gonna get my book published and your screenplay film it's gonna be beautiful people just
0: move along um okay another film i have to mention out of my list of a million here is cube I know you've seen Cube. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen Cube. Cube, how to describe it? It is proof, if you need proof, that you only need a very simple concept to make a really arresting and interesting film. So taking a small group of people and putting them in a confined space and then like, you know, dousing it with sinister uh, mystery. Um, The director, Vincenzo Natali.
1: Nailed it. Yes
0: probes into like the darker reaches of human nature um and he placing his very unwitting characters in this ultimate prison which is a network of revolving chambers i, I feel like i'm not okay okay so
1: it's hard a group to of people without
0: remembering how they got there all these strangers awake in a prison of cubic cells yeah um, i guess and some of them are movie trapped there's like a cop a scientist a math genius the architect um, and they have to all combine their skills if they want to escape.
1: Yeah. So need, That's a good description. It's a, okay. it's a saw scenario kind of.
0: Yeah. It was shot in a one and a half uh, 14 foot by 14 foot chambers. And the director actually got all free visual effects from a Toronto based company because they wanted to show how much they supported independent filmmaking.
1: Oh. Well, good for them. I hope it worked out for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a really... Wish we
1: we don't have the name, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I couldn't find the name. It was just Toronto-based company, so I guess it didn't work out that well for them. But the result is a movie that's really tense. uh, It's really terrifying. And I think it definitely outshines any number of really budget-heavy studio horror films. I would agree. And again, it was shot in 20 days on mostly handheld cameras. We can all do this. It's all possible.
1: Yeah, it's just got to have an idea and a solid... uh, you know, it's a solid grasp of what you want to do, like a clear vision and then you yeah. can just knock and it out. And
0: maybe some motivation. Yeah, well, that's, that's where I deal. fall short.
1: Like the motivation area. Like yeah, it, it does it does help if you actually want to do what it is yeah. that you're trying to do.
0: Do you want to talk about books or do you want to do one more movie and then I'll talk about some books? What do you want to do? I want to yeah. please you.
1: Yeah, I'll do a quick movie and then Look at you. You do the then books. I'll talk about some books? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, all right. I'm going to go because my 15-year-old self would be mad if I didn't. I'm just uh. going to throw Empire Records into this one. <gasps> I loved
0: Empire <laughs> <laughs> Records. <Empire. laughs>
1: See, that's the reaction a lot of people have when they go back and remember it.
0: It reminds me so much of a job I had. It's not even funny. Oh, Good
1: I'm choice. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. So. I'm gonna make this a really old-fashioned sentence. I know, but it's about a bunch of teenagers who work in a record store. People don't know what those you know, are like anymore. Record. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a, basically a day in the life movie where um, one of the um, employees takes the nights of the days, um, you know, profits and gambles them away in Atlantic City because he thinks that the record store is in danger of shutting down. Um, so then the whole rest of the movie is him trying to hide that fact. Slash people trying to help him out with it slash everybody having the worst day of their lives
0: live tyler in like a belly shirt yeah i got everything on, you need
1: on rex manning day <laughs> on, of all days <laughs> yeah. that they have this huge thing
0: super wow. cute movie
1: um but yeah there's another one um renee zellweger's in this before she no, became is anything she? yes she is she's the uh the friend
0: i was thinking it was the girl that looks like renee zellweger
1: i, I don't really know which girl that is. that, that girl that
0: from like. kissing amy
1: oh oh yeah no it's not Joey Lauren okay it It look they look very similar until you said that I was like who are you talking about and then I'm like oh yeah yeah that girl for sure yeah um but the soundtrack is one of those ones that, if you are my age and saw this movie, you are just nostalgic for every single song that pops up in that. So good. Everybody remembers watching it back in high school. Just the mixture of comedy and melodrama that's going on. Yeah. Just such if a fun movie. If we've got some
0: young listeners, check it out. Yeah, you you're will, gonna you like will, it.
1: If you're a teenager, especially, you will love this movie. I assure you, you will get you will love it.
0: Wow. Well, you have a Jacob guarantee. That's right. It's so horrifying. I even, used, I
1: even used assure. So that's how you know I'm being. I'm being serious. So
0: I have to mention a couple books that, you know, very well could have started out on Indie Author Day. Sure. That's where they were. So one of my all-time favorite books started off this way. I think you love it too, which is Wool by Hugh Howey.
1: I did like that book. We Love
0: Wool, about a ruined, uh, toxic future where the whole community has to exist in giant silos, underground, hundreds of stories deep. Um, We don't have time to get into too much of it. It is such a good book. It has unbelievable characters and Hugh Howey, so he was started putting them on Amazon in this short story form. He was offered a small press contract at the time, but he decided that he would rather self-publish. While still working his day job and that's what he did and he only wrote in his off hours and he really just wanted to give the stories to people online and then the book started selling like crazy hotcakes and then he decided to continue the series most of them became bestsellers and then he sold the print rights to the book in January of 2013 which was like a few years after He had already made like a bunch of money putting it out there on his own.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be another round of money to come when they turn it into a movie or TV show. Because they keep talking about it. I'm sure they do.
0: I don't know what's happening with that, but another movie. This one is super crazy, and I did not know is that The Martian by Andy Weir started off that way. Was it really? Yeah, it was self-published. And the crazy thing is, I mean, the whole thing is you want to score like a major publishing house, but. What happened was after he published it himself online, the next stop was in print, but it got picked up by a small Canadian audiobook company. So that's who grabbed it. And then it became huge, obviously made its way into a film that was nominated for Oscars. So you probably are familiar with the concept. The storyline takes place on Mars. So fun. Super fun book. I mean, if you've got that in you, what are you waiting for?
1: I know. Seriously, it's like just... Get off to get off on the right track, man, because that movie and book, that book is so good. That like, book is so good, good and it's it really, really
0: funny because I listened to it on audio. I think that was a really great way to pick it up. It was a great story told that way. Did I really, Matt Damon do
1: the other? Uh, no, voice? he did
0: not. It was it was way before that. Oh. Then another movie that was a big hit was still Alice, and that started off as oh. a book. I know it's so depressing. We won't talk about that, but. Uh, Lisa Geneva And that was a self-published book Which was later bought by Simon & Schuster And then made into an extremely depressing movie About a wonderful professor at Harvard Who's a world-renowned expert in linguistics And she gets Alzheimer's And then you just cry for the whole movie
1: Yep, pretty much
0: um, And the whole book So I could not handle reading that book In the privacy of my own home I don't think I'd make it But I'm going to spit a couple more out Just so you know, Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter, was rejected by every single publisher.
1: <laughs> was it really?
0: Yeah. And now she's got over 3 million um, books are sold every year yeah, by that's her.
1: It's a, kind of a big deal at this point.
0: But yeah, and it, which was a huge deal that she self-published it at the time because it's 1901, so very <laughs> long before the digital age. But after it was, one of the companies that had originally rejected her manuscript offered her a publishing contract. And then they went on to publish 22 more of her books. But she started it. Like, you got to start it yourselves, people. Yeah,
1: just get out there and do it. And you that's know, why chance, we have these. The that's why we have these programs. Now. That's why we have these programs at the library. Yeah, we really
0: support that. So you can get more information at uh, www.buffalolib.org. And again, it's Saturday, October 13th. Yes, there you (laughs) go. Very wonderful day. From 11 to 2 at the Downtown Library. So come get your stuff together. Now we're out of time, but I have to give you, I mean, obviously a couple facts. I don't want you to leave this room the same person. I want you to leave the room a smarter and better man.
1: It's all I ever ask, because I don't want to (laughs) walk out of here (laughs) dumb.
0: So we all know, that reading is the best and it's actually been proven to make you happier and more empathetic smarter and deter diseases like Alzheimer's which is all I want after seeing Still Alice Um, but some just some basic interesting things about it 1453 that is when the first book was ever published what do you think it was jacob the bible yep gutenberg bible um and then a book called fools of nature by alice brown that was the first book to ever be described as a bestseller that was in 1889 okay um a little bit of a little home here talking about some mark twain but the first book ever written using a typewriter was the adventures of tom sawyer Super interesting And then uh, Something that I love Because it describes My life perfectly Is Tsudoku Which means To let reading materials Pile up In one's home And never read them Oh yeah It is a Japanese word that just I'm sure sums up a lot of us. I'll, I'll get
1: you I'll get to you one day, Tom Clancy series. No, you one won't. Day. You just <laughs> won't know.
0: But yeah, so that's it. So we hope to see you. And thanks for listening. I mean, I appreciate you listening to me, but I really appreciate you taking the time to actually listen to what Jacob says. It means a lot to him.
1: It's it's uh it does. <laughs> it's, it's a highlight of my week, let it me tell totally
0: you. Is. All right guys, thanks so much. Catch you next time. Bye.